0: This podcast is brought to you by Biorad, flow cytometry viability dyes and how to exclude dead cells from your analysis, read by Dr. Kimberly Brian Dodd. Dead cells have increased autofluorescence and increased binding of antibodies through nonspecific interactions, resulting in dot plots that may be difficult to analyse. Your data may be skewed as the negative population will be more positive and the dynamic range of staining will be reduced, or you may sort dead cells. It also makes weakly positive cells and rare cells such as stem cells difficult to detect. The best way to remove dead cells from your experiment is to not have dead cells present in the first place. A good way to do this is through careful sample preparation to try and minimise the amount of dead cells present in your samples. Filtering prior to acquisition will also help remove any clumps caused by any dead cells that could block the nozzle. Even after careful sample preparation, unless the cell population you're studying, you will still want to exclude dead cells from your analysis. This can be done by a simple forward and side scatter gating method, as dead cells often have a different forward and side scatter profile than live cells due to cell shrinkage. While this approach is simple, it may not exclude all the dead cells, as the light scatter of dead or dying cells varies during the cell death process and may actually be the same as the live cells in your sample. For the best results you can use a viability dye to exclude these dead cells from your analysis. A number of viability dyes have been developed for distinguishing between live and dead cells. The first group of dyes you may want to use during your experiments are called nucleic acid binding dyes. Examples of these include propidium iodide and 7AAD which are excitable by the 488nm and 561nm lasers and also DAPI which is excitable by a 355nm laser. When used at recommended concentrations, these dyes are not membrane permeable and therefore can't access the nucleic acids inside living cells. Dead cells have compromised membranes which gives the viability dyes access to the nucleic acids and they can then intercalate and fluoresce. Propidium iodide binds double-stranded DNA non-specifically, binding roughly once for every four or five bases. 7AAD has a preference for GC-rich regions and DAPI a preference for AT regions in the minor groove but using one of these all results in a 20-30 to fold increase in fluorescence upon binding. Propidium iodide has additionally been shown to bind single-stranded DNA and RNA. If you want to use these dyes, you can add them directly to your sample after the antibody staining step. Following a brief incubation, you can then acquire your data as normal. Ensure that you keep the incubation time the same length of time for all of your experiments, so that way your results are comparable. It's also best practice to acquire your data straight away after addition of a viability dye so that you get consistent incubation times. If you are planning on comparing results between experiments, make sure you use the same viability dye as they do have different diffusion rates and can result in different results. When building your panels, it's possible to use a dump channel to exclude cells that contain your chosen viability dye and fluoresce in the target range. You can then use a viability gate followed by a forward and side scatter gate to really focus in on the exact population of live cells that you want to examine. After using these dyes, it's good practice to thoroughly wash your flow cytometer, as both PI and 7AAD can stain the fluidics tubing. You don't want to affect the next user's results, so check with your flowcore facility manager how to clean the equipment properly. A note of caution is that since these dyes rely on membrane integrity of live cells, it's not possible to fix your samples if you're using them. On the other hand, they can also be used for cell cycle studies, so offer great value for money as you get two uses for the price of one. If you do want to fix your samples to allow analysis at your convenience, you could use a protein binding dye instead. Protein binding dyes such as VivaFix will bind to both live and dead cells. As dead and dying cells have a compromised membrane, they have a greater amount of available protein to bind to, and therefore higher fluorescence than live cells, which only have the outer membrane proteins available to bind to. Once your sample has been stained, it's then possible for it to be fixed without any reduction in resolution between live and dead cells. As well as the benefit of fixing your samples, these dyes are available in a range of excitation and emission spectra, from ultraviolet to infrared, for convenient addition to any multicolor flow cytometry panels, from immunophenotyping to apoptosis research. You have been listening to our podcast on using viability dyes in flow cytometry. For help with building panels, including which viability dye is the best fit for your experiment or cytometer, why not try our panel builder tool? We also have a range of flow cytometry resources, tips, tricks, and products designed to support your research on our website, bio-rad-antibodies.com/flow.